Peace, power, and prosperity, family. This is Amir, the Chicago Crypto Hustler, Bitcoin Block Bully, coming to you once again, family. This is an evening, night crypto news, new money matrix podcast, uh, especially going live on Chicago Crypto Hustler YouTube channel. Um, first story coming to us, uh, pretty much an update from a previous story we covered on Jack Dorsey saying that who is the, um, the founder or CEO of Twitter? Uh, another company also, right? He's the CEO of Twitter, but, uh, I think of Square, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and yeah, it was Square because he recently said that he wasn't going to allow any other cryptocurrency other than Bitcoin to be bought and sold on his Cash App. So, um, here he is once again in the news stating that, um, he explains why he believes no cryptocurrency will ever be Bitcoin. And this is brought to us by CCN. Uh, the story goes on to state Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey continued his love letter to Bitcoin on a recent episode of the Stefan Levera podcast, where he proclaimed that while there may be interesting ideas emerging from other coins in the crypto space, they can all eventually be integrated into Bitcoin if they're good enough. And what is beginning to feel like a press junket. Dorsey has been talking up Bitcoin to the extreme in the past week, and he recently told Joe Rogan that he thought Bitcoin could become the native Internet currency of the future. Too much applause and fanfare. However, not everyone is so keen on the idea as Dorsey, and his latest comments are likely to further fuel the competitive fire that's raging between the disparate coins, tokens, and principles in the crypto space. Echoing his own statements from the Joe Rogan experience, Dorsey explained to Stefan Levera that it's the principles behind Bitcoin which appeal to him. It's very principled. Remember, everything is about principle. Um, it has a strong point of view, and I love that it has put out there that it was put that it was put out there through pseudonymity, which just feels very internet to me. Dorsey also details his background, which uh, for those that don't know, pseudonymity means a pseudonym or a name in place of the actual, so no one knows who. The pseudonymous name of Satoshi Nakamoto was, if that it was even a word I used, but pseudonymity just means um, private or unknown. <clears throat> Dorsey also details his background as a member of the hacking community in St. Louis, Missouri, a very Internet background, he continues. The whole thing just feels very native to Internet ideals, and that appealed to be a lot. Uh, this thing that was I that was ideated on the internet and then created on the internet, released to it, and then continues to be developed through it. One thing Dorsey conveniently leaves out during this spiel, as he spoke alongside Lightning Lab CEO Elizabeth Stark, is that Bitcoin's development broke out of the pseudonymous, broke out of the pseudonymous, 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 um, meritocratic internet a very long time ago. Okay, so let me say that again. Um, it broke out of being private and, um, so much of, uh, a pseudonymous type of coin, basically. Um, no longer is Bitcoin's development swayed by a decentralized band of coders and hackers, but rather by a for-profit company named Blockstream. Blockstream, along with the Lightning Labs, are the two main developers of the Lightning Network, a protocol for the Bitcoin blockchain, which reimagines the original ideal set forth in Satoshi Nakamoto's famous white paper. Dorsey continued to talk up the current incarnation of Bitcoin and pointed to its brand name recognition. The brand strength, the brand of Bitcoin is really speculative. It enables more of that resilience in a mainstream, well-known household concept, but not everyone really knows what it might be for and may 
have different perspectives on what it does. But everyone knows that it's digital currency, digital money, a digital asset. If we can focus on the Bitcoin brand for a minute, it's certainly true that Bitcoin is the household name when it comes to cryptocurrency. Just like Coca-Cola is the household name when it comes to cola. And just like Coca-Cola, the public face branding of Bitcoin has been drastically changed since its inception. When Coca-Cola introduced New Coke in 1985, the public's reaction was just negative. It was hostile and ultimately forced a swift reversal of policy. That's probably because it took the cocaine out of it. Um, anyways, when Blockstream came in and obstructed a block size increase and then proceeded to sell off-chain scalability solutions to solve the problem they just created... The public reaction might have been the same and the public actually known had the public actually known about it. Instead, dissenting voices were kicked out of prominent community subreddits and Blockstream and its CEO Adam Bat continue on with their plan. Quite open and honest about the intention to sell private services on a supposedly public blockchain. Wow. Hmm. Interesting. Um, when asked why he tended to focus hard on Bitcoin and not any of the other currencies in the crypto space, Dorsey replied, there's interesting ideas everywhere, but I think those ideas can be integrated to Bitcoin if they have merit that's above some bar. If BTC feels like it's the one that wants to be the currency the most versus others that are doing more general purpose things or distributed computing and whatnot. Um, it's difficult to tell if Dorsey's appreciation of the technology behind Bitcoin is genuine, mainly because he's one of the investors in Lightning Labs. And financial motivations have occasionally been known to override our more rational functions. When you're a pod, when you're on a podcast to talk about your Bitcoin specific cash app sitting next to CEO of Lightning Labs, which you're also invested in, then it must be almost impossible for Dorsey to be positive about anything other than Bitcoin. To even mention another cryptocurrency would be like aforementioned Coca-Cola going around talking up Pepsi. Note, there's nothing wrong with the business head of a private company talking up their own talking up their own product, but at least be honest about what they're doing. The average Joe turning into any of these recent podcasts thinks they're hearing an impartial, open discussion about innovative public technology, but they're not. In the case of the Joe Rogan episode, they were hearing possibly the largest sponsor of the JRE, Joe Rogan uh, or JRE podcast, use the global media platform to plug a smartphone app, the uh, success of which happens to rely on another investment vehicle of said sponsor. Bitcoin Lightning Networks, which he also produced to plug, which he also proceeded to plug. Excuse me. Um, anyone already familiar with what I'm talking about has probably already seen the videos where Joe uh, Roger Ver gets Bitcoin developers to admit that Bitcoin is no longer the peer-to-peer digital payment system it once was. It's true that the Night Lightning Network is attempting to make it easier to conduct microtransactions via Bitcoin, a feature possibly essential for the growing for the growing online micropayments industry, but. That kind of scalability comes at a cost, namely security and decentralization. Within months of the Lightning Network's implementation, the push for scalability had already resulted in a trade-off on decentralization. My assertion that we're my assertion that we're witnessing is witnessing a press junket for Dorsey, the Cash App, Bitcoin, and the Lightning Network is not a th- is not a throwaway line. The CEO of Lightning Labs, Elizabeth Stark, also talked up the Lightning Network protocol and dropped this rather saccharine sales pitch it's a hobby and it's a way of life i really think we're building a movement here unfortunately not many people seem to know what the movement actually is but jack dorsey does so that's just jack dorsey pushing shilling or whatever you uh want to call it uh bitcoin to the masses which i don't blame him um another story coming through i did cover this earlier in my live feed but sadly the um 
the podcast version of my earlier show did not record, so I was kind of mad about that. So I'm going to cover this again because I do think it's important. This is brought to you by Cointelegraph, and it's in, uh, titled Major Philippines Bank Union Bank Launches Two-Way Crypto ATM. Now, this is important because the banks are allowing two-way transactions for a cryptocurrency, something that was once deemed, you know, fake, bullshit, um, a joke. Um, it goes on to say Major Philippines Bank Union Bank is launching the country's first two-way cryptocurrency ATM. Local media outlet Philstar reported February 6th. The move will reportedly let customers buy and sell cryptocurrencies for cash via the ATM as part of the banker's sandbox, which is a framework for conducting experiments in a controlled environment. The report did not specify which digital currencies will be supported in the experiment. According to Philstar, the system complies with current regulations and is the result of a collaboration between Union Bank and the country's central bank, Banco Central NG Filipinas, BSP. The article cites a statement released by the bank claiming that the ATM will provide an alternate channel to convert their pesos to virtual currency and vice versa. Philstar reports that Union Bank reported 7.32 billion Filipino pesos, which is about 140 million, in earnings last year. The bank is within the top 10 largest in the country in terms of assets. The BSP has been officially regulating local Filipino bank exchanges as remittance companies and recognizing virtual currencies as a legitimate payment method since it published Circular 944 in February 2017. As Cointelegraph recently reported, new regulations were released by the country's Kagayan or Kagayan, however you pronounce that, Economic Zone Authority. The rules are reportedly designed to regulate the cryptocurrency industry and protect investors, affecting such issues as the acquisition of crypto assets, including utility and security tokens. In January, United States Bitcoin ATM operator CoinMe entered a partnership to sell Bitcoin at coin counting kiosks owned by Coinstar. So once again, we got the banks implementing cryptocurrency transactions, family. Um, now, moving from the banks and tapping into what some within the United States jurisdiction understand is their trust account. Um, another cryptocurrency exchange is allowing you to tap into that account by way of utilizing your credit in order to trade, own, invest into digital assets. So KuCoin exchange users can now buy Bitcoin, Ethereum, Ripple, or no, excuse me, XRP, which is a coin of Ripple, and Litecoin via new credit card option. Yes, they're allowing you to use credit. This is different from debit now. Totally different from debit. Debit is secured credit, whereas I don't even want to call it secured credit. Debit is you putting the funds up front in order to utilize them on in a digital way. That's all debit is. With credit, you're actually utilizing a uh, your credit account. Which some may say is a trust account created by the social so created by the United States um, through the Social Security Administrations as a trust. Um, anyways, it goes on to say one of Singapore's best crypto exchanges, the KuCoin, has gone ahead to support the purchase of some of the significant crypto coins in the market. This is with the direct use of credit, okay, or debit cards. Thus, this has been able to provide the exchange with a first fiat on-ramp. Family, they opened the doors. They, I'm t Simplex, this company right here, been working their ass off and teaming up and partnering with a lot of crypto exchanges. They're making some very, very, very big moves right now, Simplex. I'm going to see if there's a way that we can invest in them via stock or whatever the case may be. Maybe they're publicly traded. Um, This is their original tweet. According to an announcement that was made by the company, Users are able to easily purchase Ethereum, XRP, Litecoin, 
and Bitcoin through the new partnerships they have gotten into with the Simplex company. The Simplex company has been established as a leading payment process platform that has proven results. Not forgetting the Binance platform also went ahead to announce a similar arrangement that they have gotten into with the same company. That might I add. Um, the Simplex platform will charge a 5% fee on all transactions made, having a minimum of about $10. And from here, the KuCoin platform will not be charging any additional cost to their customers. So first off, let me go ahead and let you know this. Number one, they're allowing you to t- uh, tap into that trust account and utilize your credit or your means of value in order to hedge it or um, leverage it with digital assets. Now, the c- platform itself and the company that is letting you segue into the platform, Simplex, is allowing you to do this with as little as $10. That is amazing, family. That's amazing. $10. And, and individuals often ask, you know, how much do I need to get into cryptocurrency? What do I have to start with? Well, they're letting you know right now. You can start with as little as $10. Um, the story goes on to say the KuCoin card, the KuCoin card for the company does not offer any direct access to the favorite altcoin exchange. This is the likes of uh, this is the likes of Green and BitTorrent, but with the new functionality in place, it will only take five to thirty minutes to complete. As a result, this will allow investors to use their new crypto to be able to buy their own altcoin or uh, altcoin of choice within the exchange platform. Wow. Okay. Uh, is that it? Yep. So that is what they got down here about BitMEX. Hold on, let me see. Why is the BitMEX insurance fund needed, and how does it operate? Russian government to launch iMaskout blockchain-based it. And Bitcoin price look posed. Okay, so family, moving right along to the very last story. Thank you. Yep. We're moving right along to the very last story. Uh, my daughter came and gave me some seaweed. Very delicious. Oh, my ad. Um, but moving on to the very last story, one of the most important, my ad, is the new proposed ETF would mix Bitcoin futures with sovereign debt. Now, very interesting story. I'm not going to go into the... Uh, the details of why it's interesting, but very, very, very interesting story when you do the research on debt, sovereignty, um, how the monetary system works in the United States, the Federal Reserve System. It goes on to say a new proposed exchange traded fund, ETF, would invest in Bitcoin futures, though only as part of the larger set of the more consecutive investments. Reality shares ETF trust a branch of BlockForce Capital, which already launched one ETF with blockchain products, filed a form N1A with the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission Monday in a partnership with the New York Stock Exchange, ARCA, looking to launch the reality shares BlockForce Global Currency Strategy ETF. Wow. If approved, the fund would invest in a portfolio which includes high-quality, short-term sovereign debt instruments, Listed for trading on U.S. exchanges and denominated in U.S. dollar, euro, British pounds, sterling, Japanese yen, and Swiss francs, as well as Bitcoin futures, money market mutual funds, and or other cash equivalents according to the filing. Man, I wish I could really go in depth with this, but I want to help you get this out by 6.30. The fund would invest in cash settled Bitcoin futures contracts rather than physically settled. In other words... When the contract expires, the investor will receive the cash equivalent of its value rather than actual Bitcoins. I'm going to say that again. The fund will invest in cash settled Bitcoin futures contracts rather than physically settled. So they're paying you back in debt instruments once again. The cash equivalent of its value rather than actual Bitcoins. I would rather get the Bitcoin. According to the filing, the fund will not invest directly in Bitcoin. 
The proposal explains the advisory initially constructs the fund's portfolio by investing approximately one in equal weight of 15% of the fund's net assets and fixed income securities denominated in each fiat significant global currency to 15% of the fund's net assets representing notional exposure in Bitcoin futures and three, 10% of the fund's net assets in money market instruments for margin and or cash management purposes as each as measured at the time of purchase of the target portfolio. Um, Reality Shares filing goes on to add that the advisor seeks to reallocate the fund's assets approximately to the target portfolio on the business day following the date that one or more of the significant global currencies moved by more than 20% up or down from its original 15% portfolio equal weight, calculated as a percentage of the fund's net assets. Initially, Reality Shares plans to invest in the Bitcoin futures offered by the major crypto, uh, by the major Chicago futures exchange. Once again, Chicago at the forefront of this shit. CBOE, which is Chicago Board of Exchange, um, and the CME, which is Chicago Mercantile Exchange. Though it might look for other Bitcoin future products in the future. Right now, yeah, Chicago, come on. They got to come to sh- come to the shot to get this. Um, Bitcoin's ETF Reality Shares proposal comes on the heels of two Bitcoin-specific ETF filings made by Bitwise Asset Management and VanX Solid X last month. While Bitwise's proposal was also filed by New York Stock Exchange ARCA, VanEck and Solid X are working with CBOE um, BZE, BZX Exchange. The VanEck Solid X proposal is famously identical to an earlier proposal that many hoped would be the first Bitcoin ETF approved. However, the companies pulled the previous version after the prolonged U.S. government shutdown, saying at the time they were unable to continue discussions about the proposal with the SEC. Both of these Bitcoin ETFs differ from Bitcoin's filing in that they do not include sovereign debt instruments, which we really need to um, do our research to get a clear definition of what a sovereign debt instrument is. And I may come back and do a, uh, a follow-up story going in depth on it, um, just on this one story. Yeah, I may do that. Um, the SEC has not yet published real, uh, reality, reality Shares rule change proposal on its website, indicating that it has not yet begun examining the product. Once the proposal is published into the Federal Register, the SEC will have at most 240 days to determine whether to approve or reject the rule change proposal. So, family, four very important stories uh, coming in. I hope that these were helpful to the family. Um, those listening in on the New Money Matrix podcast and those watching in on YouTube. Until the next video, until the next podcast, this is Amir, the Chicago crypto hustler, Bitcoin block bully. Peace, power, and prosperity, families. I am out of here.